you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and today we are talking about Megatron. And the reason why we're doing this today is first off, I had time. For the first time in a while, I've had time to, you know, really review some some very important players of, of, of this generation. And particularly Megatron because he was selected into the Hall of Fame. And particularly Megatron because he was selected into the Hall of Fame as a first ballot Hall of Famer. So first off, you know, let, let's talk about Megatron's career, right? Let's talk about let's talk about Calvin Johnson's career in the NFL. Because you know Certainly, it wasn't a prototypical career um, that that any receiver has ever had. I think it might be one of the most unique receivers, uh, unique careers for receivers ever. Um, Just the way he played, how he played. um, I mean, simply... Simply wild. So he, he played his entire eight-year career uh, in Detroit from 2007 to 2015. Um, during that time, he played – he won – so he won six. He was elected to the Pro Bowl six times, and he was an All-Pro three times. Um, he has 731 receptions, 11,619 yards. So in – out of his eight seasons in the NFL, six of them were over 1,000 yards. Um, he only had 83 touchdowns. And I say only, I guess that's probably not the best word. He played eight seasons, so it's a little over 10 touchdowns a year, which actually is quite crazy. Um, 15.9 yards per reception. Generally, um, well, just an incredible career. He holds the all-time record for receiving yards in a single season at 1,964. Um, and he had 122 receptions that year. Oh, and he went for 122.8 yards per game that season, um, catching nearly 60% of his balls – or 60% of the balls that were thrown towards him. Um and also during that season, he only had five touchdowns. So during his tenure in Detroit, 
Um, you know, obviously, we know he played with Matthew Stafford, um, but he also played with some other quarterbacks. And and when Matthew Stafford eventually got drafted, um, you know, Calvin Johnson's career slowly but surely got a lot better. Um, you know, essentially, I mean, from 2010 to 2015, those were all of his Pro Bowl years. Those were all of his All-Pro years. Um, and those were also the years that he played uh, with um, Matthew Stafford. Um But, you know, there's been a lot of uh, discussion, uh, particularly about Calvin Johnson in, 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 the, in the context of him being an all-pro um, versus or for, uh, him being a first ballot Hall of Famer versus just being a Hall of Famer. I think we can all agree that Calvin Johnson's career is deserving, deserved of a Hall of Fame nod. I think we can all agree on that. Um, what he did, I mean, being the all t- you know, the single season, you know, uh, yardage leader all time, um, and, and for only playing for in those eight seasons to have those kind of stats, combined with the fact that you know he played in Detroit, um, a place that is not that forgiving, um, a place that has not had that much success. Uh, in terms of just organizationally and, and a bunch of things, I think we can all agree that you know he deserved he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Calvin Johnson when he was in the league was a he's a one of a kind player. There is no one like Calvin Johnson. There has been no one like Calvin Johnson, and I don't think there will ever be someone else like Calvin Johnson. Maybe there will be. But as of right now, there there is not, right? And so Calvin Johnson, I mean, like, let, let's talk about him. I mean, the, the most insane career the, – uh, sorry, the most insane catches. Um, they called him Megatron for a reason, right? The, the guy was humongous. Um, he, you know, huge guy, right? Huge guy. Um, tall, speedy, uh, strong, whatever, whatever you, 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 you can think of. I mean, he's 6'5", 237. Um, he's a member of the Hall of, like the, the all 2010 team. Um, this guy is incredible and he did, he was able to do everything, um, that was necessary. I mean, he was the, the receiver. In the NFL, but they'd be good a half of the decade. Um, and you know, if it weren't for, I mean, if it weren't for him, this team would be horrendous. Like it would have, it would have been really, really bad. Had uh, had Calvin Johnson not been a part of this team, uh, he made this team a lot better by the way he played, by how dynamic he was how he changed the game. When he was on the field, you had to know where he was. You had to know, okay, well, Calvin Johnson's on the field. So, so you know, what coverage are we playing? How, how do we prevent Calvin Johnson from getting the ball? Because it wasn't just that he could get the ball. 
right? It wasn't it wasn't that he could just get the ball, right, and, and catch it, but it was also that he could run with it. He was speedy. He was strong. He would throw other guys off of him. Um, and, you know, Calvin Johnson, I mean, had an incredible career. Um, and and really, I mean, just just limited, truly, by by the team around him. I mean, the team made the playoffs only three times. No, sorry, twice while he was a member of of the team. Only twice. Right? And they lost both of those games. Um, they lost both of those games. One to the Cowboys and one to the Saints. Um, they, they, they're, they're, they are not very good, right? They have not been very good for a while. And Calvin Johnson is a part of why this team actually had a shot. Like, he's a part of why this team was relevant in any way. I mean, we talk about Detroit as a place, right, where people just don't know a lot about the people who play there. People don't know a lot about the talent that is up there. I mean, you know, I think that quite a few players up in Detroit are very, very talented, but no one hears about them because of the lack of the the, the small amount of people that, that see their games because oftentimes they're not nationally televised, right? They have the Thanksgiving game, sure, but that's usually just a route that they lose, right? At least, right, Calvin Johnson brought something to the city. But that's not the discussion we're having here today. We're discussing whether Calvin Johnson is worthy of being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, it depends on what your definition of a first ballot Hall of Famer is. Now, personally, do I think if Calvin Johnson had played you know, three or four more years in the NFL and had similar type numbers, even even not as great numbers, but had, you know, strong numbers, he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer? I think so. I think he would have been. Um, because to be honest, you know, you can't judge a receiver off of his, off of, of, off of a team's win, you know, a success essentially, right? Like you, you know, Jerry Rice happened to play for two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Steve Young and Joe Montana. Right, you cannot judge a wide receiver like a team a team success by the wide receiver. They're not they're not as linked as a quarterback's play to a wide receiver. A wide receiver can have a bad game and the team can still win. It's a lot harder for a quarterback to have a bad game and for the team to still win. It can happen, but it's just a lot more difficult, right? So I think that first off, Calvin Johnson a did everything he could for this Lions organization to win. But it wasn't his fault that they didn't. It wasn't his fault that they lost playoff games. It wasn't his fault that they were, you know, not up to snuff, so to speak. They were just a bad team, and that wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault that they signed bad contracts. It wasn't his fault that they drafted bad players, right? So I think, first off, we, we can't judge the fact that he didn't have any playoff wins, the fact that he didn't win a Super Bowl, the fact that his playoff, you know, yardage shoulders are extremely low solely on him. That's not his fault. Um, that's that's a product of everything around them. So that's first off, right? The second thing is the the qualifications for a Hall of Fame wide receiver are are are, are specific. Like they're not the same as 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 those for um, you know other players, right? 
so um a couple so so obviously Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Marvin Harrison, you know, those types of players are all first ballot Hall of Famers, right? Those are all first ballot Hall of Famers. Um And and so Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Steve Largent, Paul Warfield, Lance Allsworth, and Raymond Berry are the only first ballot Hall of Fame wide receivers. So I again I think we can uh, besides Calvin Johnson, of course. And I think we can all agree that you know Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Steve Largent are some of the greatest wide receivers to ever grace the game, right? Um now obviously, you know, Paul Warfield uh, Allsworth and, and Barry, like we could talk about them, but they also played in a very different era, right? For receiving, right? The receiving era back then versus today are two very different things, right? They just are. And, and, and that has to be taken into account for because you cannot, you cannot compare a receiver from 1973 to a receiver from today and say, well, you know, Raymond Barry, his stats were not even close to the stats of, of Calvin Johnson. He was a first bat. Now, we have to judge it by those who are still active, by others, right? But it, we also have to talk about what does it mean to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Some people think that, okay, well, first ballot Hall of Famer means, you know, that you dominated in your position. Well, okay. Some people say, you know, I, I saw – you know, to be a first ballot Hall of Famer means that you cannot have a second sentence. It means that, you know, there's no buts, right? There's no, there's no, like Tom Brady is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no buts. Like he, he is the all-time touchdown leader. He has seven Super Bowls. He, you know, whatever. I mean, you can name everything he's done. MVP. So, you know, Calvin Johnson does have that but. He, he is a great receiver and you know, he had a great career, but it was very short, right? Due to the way he played, due to due to maybe not the way he played, but due to his body and 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 his health, he decided to take a step away from the game. Right? So how 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 do how do we judge that? Right? How do we how do we kind of put that into context? Because you know it's not it's not to say that that Calvin Johnson didn't have a great career, but a first ballot Hall of Fame wide receiver, right? First ballot, you know, first year eligible, is something special. And there are some guys who are still out there, right, who are not Hall of Fame wide receivers yet, Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne, who arguably had had very very strong careers, right? And, you know, I'm not saying that, that they deserve to be first ballot Hall of Famers. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that they do deserve to be Hall of Famers, right? And to me, Calvin Johnson, yes, he did dominate the game, right? He was a six-time Pro Bowler, right? Six-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, all-consecutive, right? He leads the league. I think... He, lead, you know, he led the league in receiving yards in a single season. He has that all-time record, right? He has all of that. But again, does he deserve to be a first battle Hall of Famer? 
I think the answer is no. I think the answer is no. I don't think he deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think there are too many other players. <coughs> Excuse me. I think there are too many other players who have had great careers, longer careers, <coughs> more consistent careers that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame now that aren't. You know, Tory Holt wants to compare careers because it doesn't matter how many years one plays, right? It does matter one's overall stats, right? So Tory Holt compared directly to Calvin Johnson. Tory Holt was a seven-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, a Super Bowl champion, and a member of the All-2000s Decade team. He had 920 receptions and 13,382 yards, 74 touchdowns, and played for St. Louis for the vast majority of his career and then played his last year at Jacksonville. He had an 11-year career, right? So, okay. What does this say, right? Well, Torrey Holt is, has more receptions. He has more yards. He has less touchdowns. He has one more Pro Bowl, two times less All-Pros. Both of them are me members of the decade teams for their respective decades. Torrey Holt is a Super Bowl champion. Okay, so, so what does this tell us? You know, Torrey Holt is more des equally deserving. Like, like they're, they're very similar players, right, in terms of all-time stats. Do I think that Megatron is a better player than Torrey Holt? Yes. Do I think he was more dominant? Yeah, of course. I think Megatron definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more than Torrey Holt. If they were both eligible in the same year, I would say, well, Megatron should get him before Torrey Holt. But that's not the case, right? Torrey Holt's been el more eligible for a far longer time than Calvin Johnson, right? And Tory Holt, for having very similar numbers, was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. He was not a second ballot Hall of Famer. So what this tells me is that there's not really any way in my mind that that Tory Holt shouldn't get in, right? And if Torrey Holt wasn't a first ballot Hall of Fame wide receiver, then I would say Megatron shouldn't be either. I would say that Torrey Holt should have gotten in this year. Right? <clears throat> Reggie Wayne. Right? Six-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, and a Super Bowl champion. Right? Has, ten, has 1,070 receiving yards, 14,345 uh, – 10 – sorry, 1,070 receptions, 14,345 yards – 82 touchdowns, and played his entire career with Indianapolis, which was from 2001 to 2014. So definitely had a lot of longevity. Um, and and played with some pretty bad quarterbacks, I would say. I mean, he played with Peyton Manning for a long time, but towards the end of his career, he did not. Um, so again, similar numbers, I would say, again, not as strong as that of you know Calvin Johnson. But once again, Reggie Wayne has been eligible for one year longer, right? One year longer than, than Torrey Holt. I mean, one year longer than Calvin Johnson. 
The point is, is that Calvin Johnson's stats compared to two guys who are not in the Hall of Fame are very, very similar, right? They're, they're not, they're not, they're not the same. I think Calvin Johnson definitely has them both beat, but these guys have been eligible for longer. The point is, is that Calvin Johnson, for as an incredible player as he was, and the incredible career that he had, it was short. It was not long enough. And he didn't rack up those stats. He didn't have enough of the accolades, right? And 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 those things affect you. They should. And they should have affected him. And they should have caused him to not be a first battle Hall of Famer because it is something special. Would I say he's on the level of... <clears throat> Of Steve Largent, of Randy Moss, of of Jerry Rice? No, I I, don't, I wouldn't say that Calvin Johnson. I don't know. He might be a top ten wide receiver all time. I don't know actually. I I haven't given enough thought. But certainly, I would say that. I I, I think that Larry Fitzgerald. I would say that again. Tory Holt. Uh, not Tory Holt. Sorry, Jerry Rice. Um. Uh, Randy Moss, Steve Largent. I mean, those guys are, are, are easy, easy first ballot Hall of Famers. That is that goes without a doubt. Um, but 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 is Calvin Johnson a top ten wide receiver all time? I don't know. He only played for such a short amount of time, and you can argue that his body let him down, but that is part of the sport. And the point I'm trying to make is that it's a special honor to be a first ballot Hall of Fame, right? It's something for the greatest players, <clears throat> something for the greatest players, right? The most talented players, right? And Calvin Johnson was incredibly talented, right? But his talent only lasted for a very short period of time. And... While those years where he was incredibly talented were very incredible and were stellar, I have to say that you cannot make him a first ballot Hall of Famer simply because he only played for eight seasons. Again, an incredible player, and had he been healthier for longer or had he played for a different organization, the story might be different. I might be saying he is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. Had he played with Brady, most likely he would have been. Or most likely I would be agreeing with you because that would have been a dynamic duo. But I just can't make that – I can't make that jump. And honestly, going into this episode, I didn't know what I would uh, what I would come out saying. But I just can't say that, that, that he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer comparing his stats to two guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame uh, and who weren't first ballot Hall of Famers. And comparing him to those who were first ballot Hall of Famers, I mean – Arguably, you can make the argument that Calvin Johnson should not be even in the Hall of Fame. I mean, people, I, I mean, so, so the Hall of Fame monitor is a metric designed to estimate a player's chances of making the Pro Football Hall of Fame using average Pro Bowls, All Pros, championships, and various stat milestones. The players listed below are the top 250 Hall of Fame rated players who play Hall of Fame metric wide receivers starting in 1955 or later for at least 50 career games. A score of 100 
is around the average for a modern era inductee. So for 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 <clears throat> for context, right? Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. So Jerry Rice is a three eleven. Randy Moss is a one forty nine. Marvin Harrison, not a first bout Hall of Famer, is a one forty seven. Tio. 140, Steve Largent, 136, Lofton, 127, Chris Carter, 122, yada, yada, yada. Reggie Wayne is a 107. Torrey Holt is a 105. All the way down, Calvin Johnson is an 84. The average is 100. Now, I do think he should be a Hall of Fame wide receiver, but just understand that the metric doesn't even have him as a Hall of Famer, much less a first ballot Hall of Famer in the modern era, which Randy Moss was, who is over 60 points ahead of Calvin Johnson in the modern uh, in the Hall of Fame metric. So these are important stats. These are important things to consider. And I think that proves my point that Calvin Johnson – did not deserve to be a first ballot Hall of Fame wide receiver. He just didn't, right? He did not have the career that was that is necessary to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Just didn't. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Master Plan. You'll hear me in the next one. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala.